0: Master, good to have you back. Hope you had a nice break. It wasn't very long, but uh, I hope it was nice for you. I, uh, I, I live things uh, in a sort of a through other people now. When people go away on family holidays with their little kids, I go. That's really good. And I, really, what I'm doing is remembering my family holidays, but I'm living it through them, you know. And I guess I, I'll say it was 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 it good? And they say yes. I say. How was the weather? And I just want to get the whole story. I asked Pastor. Did, did the water look blue? Was it nice? Uh, good to be here. All right, Genesis chapter twenty-five. Uh, I'm going to uh, read just two verses and then just give the message. Uh, I may refer to some other scriptures, but really just two. And you might say why these two. Uh, There's a, somewhat a reference to to uh, what we'll be talking about. Uh, I said this morning that I was just going to uh, talk to you tonight about uh, just living uh, life as I think God would have us to live it. You know I travel uh, off and on honestly, most of my time I think is spent in Thailand, which it should be, uh, but but on occasions, maybe twice a year I'll be in America and uh, Over the last uh, few years, you know, I've been going to a few different places in America. So I was in Texas uh, just a couple of months ago. I haven't been down to Texas for a long time. And I preached in, I was there for about two weeks. I preached in a number of churches there. And uh, what you realise in America is that uh, it's very diverse. So, you know, sometimes as Aussies, I think we can think, you know, America is Los Angeles or, you know... Uh, probably some of you, Las Vegas. I reckon you're Las Vegas types, uh, but uh, you know we get a, a, a picture in our mind. But it's actually it's very diverse. Uh, but there's some great folks there. People who really are sincere in their Christian walk, and they're really trying to do uh, good things for God. And it's always nice to you know to meet people like that and to be in local churches. But I tell you what, as I as I over the years as I've got around to different places. I am sometimes astounded at the number of people uh, who uh, have not lived life perhaps as well as they could have and it's not to infer a judgment but uh, you know sometimes uh, just uh, in the process of you'll preach somewhere and then lots of people come up and greet you after and you get to talk and they will tell you their stories and it's great to meet people and there's a very you know lots of different stories but Sometimes you just get the impression. Well, it's not an impression. You're just meeting people who you think, you know, and, and they probably realise it themselves. If you'd made some different choices earlier on, a, a lot of sort of where you're at now maybe would be different. It's okay to say that. I'm, I'm not trying to say be judgmental, but just say there is some value in thinking about how you live life and uh, just just what matters and what doesn't. And so let me read the scriptures, and I want to show you a couple of pictures and then just give you a really, uh, uh, it is a simple message. Uh, Genesis 25, did I announce that already? Uh, Thank you. Uh, Genesis 25, uh, verse 7 and 8. uh, And it says, And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life which he lived. And I've called this message Life uh, Which He Lived. These are the days of the years over his life which he lived, and hundred, threescore, in fifteen years. Then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old age, an old man, and full of years, and was gathered to his people. So we'll, we'll come back to Abraham in a moment, uh, but uh, we're going to launch from that phrase, uh, the life which he lived, the life which he lived. So I want to show you this picture. Uh, if that, And what that is, it's... a uh, that's. I guess you wouldn't call it a scrapbook. It's a. It's a prayer book, and uh, that picture was just taken this week, and I wanted to share it with you. And uh, it belongs. It belongs to a lady, and uh, that's what she uses uh, for her daily prayer time. And that book, I have a video of it going through it. That book is about. I'm going to say it's about that thick. You can see, and it's full of. Uh, cards, prayer cards, missionary cards and it's full of uh, letters from missionaries that she prints out in her room and they're all marked. So as she reads through every missionary's letter, um, they're marked, they're underlined, sometimes a little note written down about what to pray about that thing and this book is just full of that and so she doesn't have a prayer list, that's her prayer book and that book is used daily. So every single day, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to just state I'm not exaggerating. When I, when I tell you some of, the, some of the timings in a moment, you're going to think I might be stretching it. I'm, I'm not exaggerating, all right? This is absolutely uh, authenticated. It's true. It would have happened again this morning. Uh, so this uh, prayer book is the daily prayer book that she goes through, And uh, she she prays daily uh, for for, uh, these missionaries. She prays, she starts her prayer time daily at 2 a.m. And she prays every day from 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. Every single day. So that's uh, five hours of prayer to go through that book, she prays for 2,000 families. And uh, she said, uh, 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 you know, just sort of, by the way, she said, I can't take any more. Because she simply, at 2,000, she can't add any more to be able to pray through them. She already does five hours a day. The next picture is, is, that's just in her room, and and you can see that we're up there. Uh, So she, she has a small room, because where all this happens is in an aged care facility. So she doesn't live in her own home anymore. Uh, she lives in a, a, a care home uh, in YE in New South Wales, and uh, that's what she does. She gives herself to prayer from uh, 2 a.m. to 7 a.m., uh, by the way, she was, uh, before she was down here, she was a member of the church that pastor. I don't know if she was a member, but she attended the church that pastor to at that this morning. So she has connections with Bundaberg and Independent Baptists. And let me... The next picture, will show you her picture. I'll, I'll tell you her name. So her name is Audrey Long. And Audrey Long is 92 years old. And so Audrey Long, at 92, uh, is praying from 2am to 7am every single day, updating her prayer journal, making notes, finding out what's happened, uh, diligently praying. I just wonder how much of what has happened around the world has been because of Audrey Long. I, 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 just, I, I just wonder uh, uh, what is going to be revealed in heaven about who actually did what and uh, what was done. And I think God keeps people like this alive uh, and they're a gift to us. That's what they are. They're a gift to us uh, that there are still people like this. And I, I, like I said this morning, I want to encourage you that there are still spiritual people out there, that, that, it, that it's not all doom and gloom and we don't all have to drop our standard down to, you know, nothing matters anymore. There are people uh, who are still seriously connected with God and they're, they're in the game, they're praying, and Audrey Long is one of them. So she's 92, she's been doing that for years. And I just thought that was a wonderful story. And I wanted to, to show you that. And one of the things I think is very important in your life is to make sure that you are uh, living up until you're not. Uh, to to stay, stay alive, to stay busy, to, to live life. Uh, And and even if you find yourself like Audrey uh, in a place of care, that even then you're saying, well, how can I live life to the fullest? What what can I do? Because I think what happens is the assaults of life, the battering, the disappointments, the burdens, the troubles, the setbacks, uh, uh, watching others around us no longer in their place. And we're not judging them, but just how it affects us as you watch all that over time what can happen is that you, you, you're getting a subtle message from the enemy to sort of lower the flag or at least fly it at half-mast, you know, to, to, uh, to sort of let it go. And I, I want to say that don't, don't give in to that. Uh, there are a lot of people who are still very seriously walking with God and live, live your life to the very fullest you can live it, no matter what your circumstances are. So if you have limitations of health then live your life to the fullest you can within the framework of those limitations. You, you see what I'm saying? But don't, don't stop on life. Don't God has things for you to do. And you are alive for, with a purpose, an intent. And so, you know, stay in the game as it were. Now, I read it, you can, you can uh, change the slide or, or end that. I read about Abraham because uh, Abraham is called the father of, We call him the father of faith. The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. It's a a life of faith that we're all supposed to live. Now, uh, I thought about this because I think I often hear people say, you know, and God told me this and God told me that. And and sometimes I've heard people say, and I got up and had my morning coffee and God said to me, Gloria, uh, not two sugars today, only one. And I said yes, Jesus. And just you know, I did. And then they'll tell you all these stories. And and sometimes people just it it, it they say uh, that it just seems like God is chatting to them all day about <laughs> all kinds of things. And and I don't want to be dismissive of God's. We, we do have the Holy Spirit within, but uh, I want to point out that in Abraham's entire life, uh, uh, God spoke audibly to Abraham. <coughs> Seven times. And Abraham is the father of faith. Abraham is our exemplary uh, leader of faith. God spoke to him, once when he instructed him to leave for Canaan. And when he arrived, God spoke to him in Genesis 12 about that. Uh, God spoke to him when he promised him the entire land of Canaan. God spoke to him about that. Uh, God spoke to him in Genesis chapter 15 when he assured him that he would have a biological heir, that he was going to have a child. God spoke to Abraham in Genesis chapter 17, when he instituted circumcision. Uh, God spoke to Abraham in Genesis 18 and 19, when he told him that he was going to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, God spoke to him in Genesis 21, uh, when he sent Hagar and Ishmael away, And God spoke to him in Genesis chapter 22 when he asked him to sacrifice Isaac. Now, in Abraham's uh, entire life, there are about seven times that it is recorded that God actually spoke to him. Now, uh, there were were other times that you might have thought that God should have spoken to Abraham, but he did not. Uh, For example, when... Abraham left for Egypt and returned later. In Genesis 12 and 13, God didn't say anything about that. Uh, in uh, Genesis 16, when Abraham uh, listened to Sarah, remember, and took Hagar as his wife, and God, there's nothing recorded that God said about that. Uh, in Genesis 20, when Abraham lied to Abimelech, there's no, nothing recorded about God saying anything about that. And you say, well, why do you think that 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 he spoke the other times, but audibly, but nothing was said those times. I think it is because there was nothing to say. Abraham knew already. I, I I think sometimes God doesn't have to say anything because you already know, and there's there's nothing new to say to you, and you're already you're already aware of it, and so God God doesn't have to say anything. You know, uh, 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 the problem here was not a lack of revelation. It was just an obedience problem. And for most of us, uh, our problem is not, well, I didn't know. Actually, most times we do know already. And, uh, and you know, when that happens, uh, often God just goes quiet and God doesn't say anything. I, I think partly because uh, I think every sin has an outworking and brings its own consequences into our life. And I think sometimes God sees that and sees what we do and knows the inevitability of uh, what, what that will do uh, to our life, but there's, there's nothing to say. We've done it. We, 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 we made our choices. We, 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 we went a certain way, and, and uh, perhaps it's just all part of the human condition, but uh, God, uh, God didn't speak at those times. But otherwise, just seven times in the 175 years that Abraham lived his life. So if God spoke audibly to him, at least on those recorded seven times in 175 years, here's here's what I contemplate. What else did he do? So 175 years of life, you've audibly communicated with God or he's communicated with you audibly uh, seven times. Now, remember, Abraham has no Bible. So, so the seven times he's being spoken to, he doesn't have the word of God to 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 go through that. None of that. So, what what else what else did he do? Well, what do you think he did? What do, what, do, what do you think Bible people did? Well, what they did is they lived life. That's what they did. They lived life, and and everyone you ever read about in the Bible had a life that they had to live like you have tonight. Uh, they uh, they uh, their life wasn't a perpetual, uh, uh, you know, series of revelations from God or, or, you know, voices from God all the time. Those things were actually fairly rare occurrences. And it seemed like uh, people like Abraham were okay with that, that they, they were able to get on with life and, and function and, and you've got to live life and, and you've got to, uh, you know, get through. And I told my uh, family this week, we were, we were talking And I said, look, I absolutely believe that at least for 95% of the people who know the Lord, they're they're not meant to be pastors, missionaries, evangelists. They're not, they're not, it is, God didn't ask them to, to uh, go on the salary of the church or God is not asking them to be, you know, that that is, that is most, 95% of people are going to have to work a job. That's most of you here tonight. And you're going to... You know what you're going to do? You're going to have to do life. And you're going to have to raise your family. And a lot of what you do in life is going to be about things you just have to do in this life. You're going to put food on the table and make sure you're going to pay the bills. Uh, you're going you're gonna to engage with others uh, around uh, in this life. And a lot of what we do is just, it's just about living life. And I'm, just, I'm just trying to say I don't want you to think that there's some plane where you where you're just on a series of perpetual revelations from God and 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 somehow that just carries you through on a cloud people in the bible just had to live life and uh, and you have to live life so so knowing that well you know what is a how do you how do you live life well what 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 do you do and i just have four things to share with you tonight and everybody could write a list and i'm sure there'd be more than four but but these are just things I think are common for every culture in every place. I, I, I think I could preach this message in Thailand, and uh, they'd uh, they'd resonate with this. The first thing is this: just to live life. You know, as one of someone who knows the Lord, one is to start with the end in view as soon as you can. All right. Now, as as people hopefully as people get older, they do begin to think more about the end. Or, and, and what's coming next? Uh, but, but a good way to live life is as soon as you can to get hold of that concept that we're only here for a short time relative to eternity and that what really will matter uh, will be things that, that God values, eternal things. And by just recognising that, it, it's not to say that I am delivered from having to do a whole lot of things that will be burned up when the earth gets burned up. I, I still have to do things. I, uh, God doesn't deliver you from work, from the bills, from just doing life. Everybody's car has issues and we, we're all in the same place. You can go anywhere around the world. There are ties just living life. They go through it too and you know, they'll come back and, and they want to share with me that you know, they're having a problem with someone they work with. And it's a big thing to them. And I'm thinking, mate, this is a universal problem. I I get it, we're in Thailand and you've got my undivided attention. But, but, you know, I just want you to know there's a million just like you today who came home with the same issue. And we just don't get to bypass all that stuff. You're going to have to do life. But but to start with the end in view. So the scripture I'd give you, we'll give you two, is 2 Corinthians 5.10 which says, and I believe it to be true, and I think most of you tonight will believe this to be true. It says, for we, we, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So God is saying, look, uh, I will give you a forewarning while you're still alive, that at a future point, You'll have to come before the Lord. Now, I, 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 I'm um, I'm not conflicted, but there's there's a dual aspect to this for me. Uh, a part of me is very excited to see Jesus. I mean, I really want to. I I I, I really really want to. I, I love him. I've loved him for a long time. Uh, I admire him. I I long to see him. I can only imagine how overwhelmed I will get to just to just see Jesus. I, I don't know if the first thing that's going to happen when you get to heaven is that you'll see Jesus uh, or it'll happen a little bit after you get to heaven, but he's there and you'll be there and you will see him, but but just I think that's going to be just oh, a wonderful moment, a, a glorious vindication of our faith, uh, a, a, a glorious uh, uh, celebration, uh, a, a glorious moment when everything we've believed by faith and in the Spirit uh, is now a present reality before us. And I, I think we're all going to be thrilled at that. I, I think even the thief on the cross who, who didn't get a whole life to give to God, you know, had made some choices about the way he lived, got involved with certain crowd, whatever. But I think in heaven he would just be so glad to be there. And I think everybody will share that and it's going to be wonderful. I'm glad I'm going to heaven with you. I mean that. I'm, I'm glad I'm going with you. I'm, I'm glad to be an Aussie, and I'm glad to, to be part of this Australian church, and uh, and I, I I'm glad that I got saved, and you got saved, and we're together, and we've laboured together for the work of God. Well, I suppose we all think we could have done better, but we've laboured together for the work of God. We've We've loved the church and Jesus loves the church and we've tried to love what he loves and we've done our, you know, our part in trying to reach our, our community and we've supported missions and, and it's going to be a wonderful day when we all get to heaven and it's going to be wonderful to see people that, that we knew uh, who are there and they'll be just joyous and heaven is a happy place, uh, uh, it really is and it, it's a wonderful thing and I'm looking forward to that. The other side of it is, is part of me that is mindful that there's an accountability uh, with how I live my life and the choices I've made. And the accountability for a Christian is not going to determine heaven or hell. Uh, heaven is yours when you receive Jesus as your saviour. Uh, God gifts to you to become a child of God. And you've already got heaven, but, but there's going to be a, a, you know, an accountability for uh, how we lived our life, it says that. Uh, it tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, uh, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. There's nothing that he does not see. But all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So what God is saying is, let me, let me give you in your Bible, while you're still alive on earth, let me just tell you that you understand that in your future, there's, an, there's a day of accountability for the things you did. It's also a day of reward, by the way. Uh, it's going to be wonderful to see to see uh, that lady get her reward. And, uh, you know, three cheers for her, that's what I'd say. I'll, I'll, I'll be there thinking, you know, I'll, I'll give her a good clap and a shout. I'll, God bless her for all that she's done and I look forward to the day she's recognised for that. I look forward to the day that others who've done secret deeds of uh, righteousness and help people, and I, I've had a few in my life, no one ever knew what they did, but they, they blessed me in the name of the Lord, and I look forward to them getting their reward. But, but, but God is just telling us, look, uh, be mindful of that. Be, be, be mindful that, that, that unlike the world, don't get too distracted and, and get too immersed and swallow your whole life up in things that really will not count for anything. Now, I don't want you to go to an extreme because you've got to live life. So, so it's okay, you know. If you like to go fishing, go fishing. We're not we're not saying well, you know. You just need to get right with God and throw away your fishing rod and your golf clubs and 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 all of that. We're not saying that, but but we're just saying have a clear understanding about what what. Carries over and what doesn't. And, uh, and, and just start with the end in view. And the sooner you can start that way, the better. If you're a younger person and you could get that truth, you'd be off to a flying start. Because that's going to shape your decisions. And you're going to always be saying, Jesus, what do you want me to do? Uh, Lord, what, what can I do for you? And you're not going to think that your life is just about yourself you're going to think it's, you're going to be looking further than that. I, I think that the blindness the Bible tells us that is on those who believe not, uh, many times that blindness is just a perpetual distraction. Uh, 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 people are just busy. Pastor was sharing how many people were at the beach this morning when he was out on his surfboard and uh, he wasn't, he was in church, but uh, he was, uh, you know, you don't correct those jokes and Next minute it'll be coming up on someone's email or something. Uh, but, uh, but how many people were out uh, on the... And I just think that a lot of Australians are just distracted. They're just, they're just caught up in things. They're just, they're just Really, you can squander a whole life uh, doing things that, that there's, there's just nothing much going to do to it. So just, number one, start as early as you can with the end in view Look, uh, this is a short time, this life, and, uh, and there's, a, there's a coming judgment day. Number two is this, a life well lived. It said that that's what Abraham did, is to seek purpose in your life and not happiness. Now, if you have happiness, by all means, hold on to it. But don't live life seeking for happiness. Okay, live life seeking for purpose. And it's really important, and it's it's amazing that a lot there's people in the world coming to this understanding. There's unsaved people who've awakened to this thing that you never catch happiness, or if you do catch it, like a lizard, he lets his tail go and he runs off, and you've got a lifeless tail. Uh, I mean, I mean, happiness is elusive, and uh, and if you do find it, how many people know that? Well, it just doesn't always stay around that long. Uh, so so don't live your life simply in the pursuit of happiness live your life this way uh, live your life, what What can I do that, that is, has purpose and meaning and what, what can I do that would count, how many times in life have you been lied to about what brings happiness, you, you know you never know you lied to until you get what they say and realise it wasn't what they said, so, so the catch is the people who are still trying to get what they say, they don't know that when you get what they say, it's not what they said. Is that? Is that? Is that... So, I mean, you catch it and then you realise this didn't give me happiness anyway. And then you, you've, you've, you've wasted how long trying to find it. Listen, I'm telling you. Pe- people think, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll live years of pursuit of happiness to finally get something and then wake up and realise this didn't give me happiness. I, I talked to somebody yesterday. They said, I, I have more money now than I've ever had in my life. Uh, I, I'm thinking uh, missions. Uh, they said, I have uh, more money than I've ever had in my life. And, uh, and uh, you know, I never thought I'd be at this place. And, uh, but I'm miserable. I'm miserable. And I, I don't have any purpose. And, and I, I don't know what to do with my life. Now, if you, if you didn't have the money, here's what you're told. Happiness is in the money. So, so the idea is to get you on a, you know, chasing something and spending up life looking for something. That's not the answer anyway. So, so a life well lived. Don't, 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 don't look for happiness, but, but do look for purpose. And I absolutely believe that God has a purpose for every one of you. And, and, and like I said, 95% of people will, will not, uh, you're not meant to go to the mission field. I don't think God would stop you. Uh, but, but he hasn't selected that necessarily for you or uh, you're not going to be called to the ministry. That falls to a, a relatively uh, a small group and many it falls to wish it fell to someone else. But, but uh, it falls to uh, relatively few. Most people will not be that way, but you can still have purpose in your life. You, you, can, you can have purpose. Uh, Mrs. Long still has purpose in her life at 92 years age. She, she has purpose. and. Nobody ever, Dr. Hall said this, I believe it's true, nobody ever found happiness by looking for it. And, and we just need to get over that and uh, and just realise, look, this thing of just chasing happiness, it's, somebody's telling lies. Uh, I, I, I could preach this to the and, and and honestly, they'll shake their head, they're like, yep, it's true. Because they're told all the time too, happiness is the ultimate goal of life. Uh, they, they, they elevate happiness to a much higher level than we do. Uh, but they find that everything people told them would bring happiness doesn't bring happiness. And so don't, don't make that your quest. Make purpose. Purpose. Purpose is more meaningful. Pur- purpose will keep you going. Look, look, look for a purpose. Look for what you can do that, that has purpose. Don't, don't overcomplicate it. Just, just, just get on with it. I, I know a lot of people who live life, raised families, uh, worked hard, uh, were men of honor, were trustworthy in what they said, were were good neighbors, good brothers, good friends, and uh, and uh, they just lived a life that was purposeful. They had there was a there was a they had some values in their life, and you don't need to overcomplicate it, but just. Find 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 your purpose. What happens is as uh, as the world is getting bigger. Now it's not getting bigger, but but everything now is becoming global. So so if you lived if you lived you know if you lived uh, two hundred years ago, uh, you you know two hundred fifty years ago, you'd wait for a ship to come in and tell you the news. You send a letter that might take nine months to reach its destination. What I'm saying is, you would have lived your life. You wouldn't have gone too far at all. You wouldn't have known much about what's going on. What happens is now there's so much information, and and we're being told the world. You hear this all the time. The world's a big place, and and in the bigness of the world, what happens is the the subtlety of that message is you're unimportant. You, what are you in that bigger scheme? What what is what you do in all of that? No, no, don't don't buy that. Jesus changed the world and was in a very small area of geography. And God has shown me, and I've seen it in the Bible, that, and I've seen it in people's lives, uh, that you don't, you don't have to be all over the world to impact the world. You, 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 can, you can impact the world by just living for God in your area. And just find a purpose, find your place, find things you believe in. They say, well, Brother Chambers, I don't agree with you about everything. Well, you don't have to. What do you believe? I'll listen. We can talk about that. I'm not trying to persuade you to think like I do in everything. But I just hope you believe in something. Hope you believe in something. Someone said to me this week, I won't say who it was, someone said to me this week, uh, well, wh- why, why do we believe that? You know, why does everybody just say that? They, I've heard this said all the time. Why do people say that? And I said, well, there's a Bible verse on it. And they uh, and said, well, is there? I said, yes. Do you want to know which one? And, uh, and I, I, shared, I said, it's this one. Uh, and it was, oh. I said, no, you don't have to think what I think about that verse, but you go work out what you think it means. Now, there's just some stuff that, that, that and, and when you see that, it, it gives you clarity. You have, have something you believe in. Have something you believe in. What do you believe in? Well, I don't know. Well, find it something and get some purpose in your life and, and, and get some values and, and decide in your life what counts and what's important. Listen, it's okay if you're a kid if you just say, well, I'm just going to help mum and dad. Well, God bless you. That's a good thing. Good on you. That's not a bad thing for a kid to say. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to help mum and dad. or you know, well, if, if you're at home, it's probably a good idea. Not just fine. attach yourself to something and get a purpose, no matter who you are. And, and we, 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 we need that. It's very important. What can you do that's meaningful? Don't wait for a voice from the sky. That's probably not going to happen. But just attach yourself to something. And say, Well, I, I, can, I can do this. You know what I've done in my life? I've, I've attached myself to people and causes. So sometimes I met a man who was on a cause and I said, Well, I'm just going to get behind you. I was thinking when I heard these ladies up here singing uh, tonight, it reminded me that I think it was the first service I ever came to at this church. I'm going to say 1986. Uh, and I heard, I think it was 1986, and I heard uh, Floyd and Joni Rissa. We were at the piano singing, um, He the Pearly Gates Will Open. And, uh, and I, I thought about that when I, when I heard that, and, and some of the people around then. I, I thought about Brother Hunter a lot, Sidney Hunter. So I don't know who Sidney Hunter was. A, used to be here. I thought about Sidney Hunter a lot. And I thought about him a lot because I've met some people around the world, even this year, who have been under a considerable and active persecution and harassment that frankly is unlawful but they're under it for simply saying some things that we would all believe is true but not many people have the courage to say it. Very few people would ever say what Pastor Lloyd said last Sunday morning. They just, they, not in Australia, you'd have rotten tomatoes thrown at you or boos and hisses coming from the back or something, I don't know. But, uh, but, but, but I, thought about, I thought about Sydney Hunter, I thought about the courage to say the things he said and to take the stand he took. You know, he used to sell tracks that were very controversial and uh, and you know what I did to help him? I bought 10,000 of them, gave them out and stamped his name on the back <laughs> and I, I I didn't know what I was doing and I, I tell you what, I went to places These these, these you, you, did you see the radio host recently who made a comment and he got death threats and, and you know, I, I'll be careful what I say about that but but uh, listen, there are people who get very impassioned about some things they believe. And uh, he would sell these tracks. That, they're all true. They're all true. But he copped a lot of flack from it. Did you know You know, the TV came put him on TV and just slashed and altered that? I see this week that the C3 church was attacked. And they're not us. But listen, I'll stand with them over the media any day. I know a hatchet job when I see one. And, uh, and I know what the media can do to someone. And they had a hatchet job on, done on them, Phil Pring uh, and the C3, and they're not us, but listen, that happened to Sidney Hunter. And uh, he endured Judah, I, I took 10,000 tracks and stamped them all, and, and I found the very groups they were directed at and, and distributed them and got them out. And, uh, and my, it wasn't my address on the back, it was his, and, uh, and uh, people, were, he, they would attack him and and I didn't get it, you know, I was full of zeal and uh, lacking in knowledge and I didn't know what I was doing and I'd get them out and, and I remember going in there and ordering the next box of 10,000 and he came out and he said to me, uh, you've been giving these out Oh, everywhere, I've been putting them everywhere, <laughs> praise God, I've put them here and here and, and uh, I went to that place up on the hill where they all are and, and put them up there as well and, and, and I thought he'd be excited and he was... I said 10,000 more. I've got to get them out again. And he sold them to me, but um, I didn't realise he was getting all the. Listen, there are some people who've taken some stand for some things they believed in, and they're increasingly harder to find. They're hard to find. Don't don't you ever gang up on someone that someone's doing a hatchet job on just because they believe in something? Don't don't you don't you join that side? Listen, listen. if someone attacks someone for their values, that's time for you to stand up. And uh, you don't have to be the best buddy and you don't have to agree with everything they say. And, but listen, don't, don't let the world do a number on one of God's people and everybody else just sit there silently. Let's, let's stand up and say, this is none of your affair and uh, we're in this together. Get, get some values, get some things you believe in. Number three, understand that you've been blessed to give and not just to gain. And when I say that, I mean, just, just, just. it's a, it's a good life if you realise that what God has given you, he's given you to be able to bless other people. And that goes across all areas of life. Nobody in this room tonight is accountable for what you don't have. Right. Uh, you, you don't have to worry. So I'd give a million to missions if I had it. Well, how about ten bucks? There's a, there's a apparently there's a new electronic machine down the back. I, I scrolled through, my name is there. Uh, I, I did check it. Uh, uh, what a wonderful idea! I, I look forward to the day they're in the back of every pew, you know, and you don't even have to pull the card out, it just scans it automatically when you sit down. That, wouldn't that be good? And uh, but I mean, just 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 uh, whatever you have, whatever God has given you. Understand. Look, you've been blessed to be a blessing to other people, and I don't mean just money, but I mean what you can do, what what you do, uh, your 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 abilities. Uh, if you have a talent, what a what a what a shame to be given a talent and then to and not use it. What a, what a, what a tragedy that is to to have an ability and not use it for God. Whatever you have, you, you, God has given you that to to bless and to to help others, your sustenance, uh, your influence. You know what happened this week? Oh, not this week. This year, a couple of months ago, uh, pastor will remember John Getch who preached here. I don't know how many of you remember John Getch. So John Getch is, is he the vice president of the, of the Bible college there in, in Lancaster. And uh, <laughs> funny thing, I'm preaching with John Getch. I love Sunday night. You can tell stories. I was preaching with John Getch and uh, he and I are preaching. I've got Curtis with me. And John Getch is the vice president of the Bible College, you know, with whatever. How many kids there? And and I've been niggling Curtis about Bible College every now and then. And I think, okay, here we are. I'm here. He's here. John Getch is here. Listen, this is this is my moment. And so uh, I uh, I'm standing there, and Curtis is standing beside me, and I said, you know, brother Getch, uh, I said. Uh, I've spoken to Curtis about, you know, considering Bible college. I don't know if God would have him to do that, but, uh, but uh, you know, just as the Lord led him. Uh, I know it's something you need to pray about, and uh, but but you know, I've spoken to him about about that, and I'm like, over to you, you know. He's here, you're here. I'm about to step back, you know, over to you, and you won't believe it. Brother Getch says, and we better not let this get out to America. Brother Getch says, hmm. Well, Bible college would be a miserable place to be if you weren't meant to be there. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and I'm looking, and Curtis is going, and, uh, and he said, uh, Yeah, if, God, if God, uh, God didn't make it clear for you to be there, there'd be, could be really hard days being there if you weren't sure of that. And I'm thinking, Speak <laughs> up. I, I was waiting for the recruitment speak. You know, I know if it was Brother Chappell, he would have just spoke up. He wouldn't have cared about the will of God. And uh, don't, don't, don't tell him I ever said that. But, uh, but Brother Getch just didn't say anything. And, uh, and I thought, well, there's that. I almost felt the Lord just say, you should just stop. You know, you, you should just give it a rest because this ain't going anywhere. And uh, so anyway, Brother Getch said to me, he said, uh, and I heard him tell another preacher, he said, uh, he said, a good shepherd, he said, I love, love those folks. He said, uh, and it was years ago since he was here, he said, they were so kind to me. thought, hmm. You know what he said? He said, uh, he said uh, I flew back on the business class. They put me in the business class. You know what? We didn't put him in the business class. Uh, Sun, who worked for the airline, upgraded him. <laughs> That's what happened, Right. Uh, Has she lost her job now, or what? But uh, (laughs) but uh, she uh, she she did that. Now, you know, I thought as premier, I thought, you know what? There it is. He's over there, years later, still feeling blessed about that. And what did she do? She just used her influence. That's that's what she did. She just used her influence. She probably hacked Qantas, or I don't know what else she (laughs) did, but but she she used her. and, And listen, we 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 all have. We can all do that. That I'm telling you that's one of the things that you have that you can do that is, is, is realising I've been given stuff to bless other people and if I've got a bit of influence, I can use that. I try to use my influence for good and for God. I, I try to speak up for people when they're not there. I know there are people who listen to me, but they won't listen to someone else. So I can speak for them. And, and I, I understand that it, that's been entrusted to me. So, so that's what you do. You realise that. Look, I, I've been blessed. Whatever I have in my life, whatever you can do, what, what, what do you do? I, you know, I can't change a tap washer. I, I got one leaking now. I don't know what to do. Whole family and I have just stood and looked at it. <laughs> and uh, and Curtis just says things like, "Oh, your water bill's going to be really through the roof." <laughs> and I'm like, "Someone should do something." I, like, I don't know what to do. I stood there and 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 we all looked and I said, "Sarah, just." And I turned it on full and it was flowing out. And then I turned it off again. Well, it did nothing. It just kept leaking just, just away. I said, well, that's it. I'm done. I don't know what else to do. And I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not gifted with those things. I have no ability. But there are other people who do. There are other people who bless other people by just stuff like that. That they, they can do. There are other people. I, I remember I met a man once. Uh, he was a Salvation Army guy, and I had a. This is a long story. I had a dream, and I woke up after a dream. You can think I was eating mushrooms or something. I had a dream, and in my dream, I was I was I was playing the trumpet. Well, I've told you this before. I was playing the trumpet, and I remember I woke up. I know exactly where I was. My wife will remember it. And I woke up and I said, "Honey, uh, I'm going to learn the trumpet." And she looked at me and uh, and. Said, "Okay." I said, "No, I mean it. I'm going to find a trumpet teacher. I'm going to learn the trumpet." So, so we we found one. We we looked it up. I, I went and bought a trumpet, and uh, we uh, we found a trumpet teacher. And he was a Salvation Army guy, but he was also Queensland Symphony Orchestra. He was very well qualified. A lovely fellow, and he became my trumpet teacher. God bless him. And uh, and uh, so he would teach me trumpet. Uh, I would go over there. And, uh, and do my trumpet lessons. But you know, you know what he had a gift to do? He just could encourage you uh, uh, more than anyone else I ever met. And, I'm, and not in the trumpet, right? Even that had a limit. But he would, he would, uh, he would say, I would say something like, uh, yes, really hard at church. And, and I'd make some comment. And, and everything I said, he turned it into a positive. Uh, not in, he'd say, and he just kept doing that. And every time he'd do it, something would just lift in me. It'd be like, oh, oh, thank you. I just felt better. You know what that man taught me? Not the trumpet. I still can't play the trumpet. <laughs> well, what he taught me was encouraging people like that is a really wonderful gift to do. It's a, it's a great thing to do, to be the person who sincerely says something that just lightens someone or helps them to see some value in themselves that they were doubting, to, 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 to believe in the worth of their cause, uh, to have a hope that this is seasonal and it gets better. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying uh, flattery or untruths, but there are things you can do that can make a big difference in the life of other people. And God has given you that. What, what did God give you? God gave me knowledge that, that that's a, an important thing to do. And I look out I look out for the chance to do that. I really do. I, I'll never forget meeting with Brother Fisher. I'd been in Thailand for about a year and a half and the, we didn't have a whole lot to show for it. I went up here to McDonald's at Aspley, just sat with him. And I said, uh, I said, well, there's a reason I just wanted to talk to you. And he was like, I said, I just wanted to, uh, like, tell you what I'm doing. He said, okay. I said, so I'm just going to tell you what I do on a given day because I was like, I've got to tell someone. So I went through my days and I went through and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that and I'm looking at his eyes for signals. I'm waiting for, hmm. <laughs> or, you know, and I'm, I, and I'm telling it all, what I'm doing, and, and, and he was just listened. And I said, so that's it. I remember at McDonald's. I said, so that's it. And he didn't say anything. And I said, so so do you think I'm okay? And he said, yeah, yes, I think, I think you're okay. I said, okay, thank you. That's all I needed. And, and you know what I was just looking for? I needed some affirmation. I needed someone to just tell me it's okay. I needed someone to say what you're doing is okay. I I didn't need anyone to judge me. I didn't need anyone to tell me everything I was doing wrong. I didn't need anyone to raise their eyebrows. I just needed someone to tell me it's okay. And you know what? He did that. And you can be someone like that. You can be that. Use what you have for the Lord. Let's finish. Last of all, this is not rocket science. Number four, uh, uh, do good and be good to those around you. What are we talking about? We're talking about a life well lived. I mean... Do good. Do, do, do good and, and be good. Uh, I, 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 I've told you before, but I'll tell you again. I was back here, I think it was a year or two ago, and when I get back, what I miss is I, I want to hit the stuff that I can't get. So I got back and I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go get a roast meat sandwich, you know, whatever. You want pork, lamb, beef, you know how it goes. So I get a roast meat sandwich with gravy, Cut into four please on a plate all right that's me so I, I go to get my roast meat sandwich I'm standing at the at the the, the shop with a, there's people in front of me and I'm waiting on my roast meat sandwich and I look down and standing in front of me is this lady a very elderly lady she's ordered before me and uh, and she's ordered and um, and someone's dealing with her and, and I'm I'm sort of ordering mine and and uh, they tell her the amount to pay. And I, you know, I'm tall enough to see down this, this old lady, this old Aussie lady. And uh, I watch her open her purse. So with her, you know, her fingers, she, she plies open this little tiny purse about that big. And there's nothing in it. I think there was like a $5 note, a $10 note, a couple of coins. And she's opening it to go, and, and I'm standing behind her. And, and I can see. And so I, 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 I say to the person serving her, I said. And she's, I'll pay. That's what I'm saying. And she's going. <laughs> and the, she's oblivious, you know. And so then the lady behind the counter gets it. And she goes. And she goes. <laughs> and so she tells me the amount and. And I pay, and I'm about to turn and walk away, and uh, and the lady still, she's she's pulled out her money, and then the woman behind the counter says to this old lady in front of me, it's here in Brisbane. She says, uh, uh, "Oh no, no, don't worry." And the lady looked at her. She said, "No, no, don't worry. He paid for you." And so, so, so I didn't want her to do that. And that, that old lady turned around, and and she looked at me, and she said, "I'll oh, never no, forget it." She said oh, there are still good people in the world. And I just looked at it. she said, I don't even know you. That's what she said. I said, don't worry. No, I went and had my sandwich. You, you want me to tell you how I led her to the Lord, right? She, I don't know. She didn't get saved then. But, but I'm just telling you, it's still good to do that. That's what I'm saying. It's still good to just do good. Jesus went about doing good. Not everybody got saved. I, I, I'm sure he wished they did. I do this in Thailand all the time. I pay for people's bills all the time. Same, I was in a, the Sizzler there just, just a month ago before I got here. Uh, I went up to the counter. I saw a lady sitting there. She had a, a daughter with her, looked about 10, Thai lady, Thai daughter. And I could tell that they'd not been to Sizzler before and it was a big thing for them. And and they were poor folk and I'm guessing they'd saved up or the little girl said my friends all go to Sizzler can we go to Sizzler and and her mum had you know taken her and so they were making the most of it and and i was in the table beside and and I could I could see all that and and uh and the mother went to do something and and I was looking over and the little girl looked at me and, and I smiled and and I could tell she was enjoying it and Anyway, I got up and I went to the counter and I said, uh, I said, uh, you know, I'm doing this entire. I said, can you put our bills together? I said, I'll pay for that table as well. And she was like, I, I said, I will pay for that. Table. She this is your table. I said, I know that's my table. I'm going to pay for my table. I'm going to pay for her table as well. And, uh, and, and then the girl, she, oh, she, she lit up and it wasn't a lot. But I tell you what, it was a lot to them. It's right. it a lot to them. Uh, what do you think they felt? No, I left, I left and I told the girl at the counter, I said, when they come to pay, you tell them that the foreigner paid for it. You tell them that. And she said, okay. And and what do you think they felt when they got up and they'd done their little sizzler thing and now the woman's going to pay for it and she gets to the counter and the girl at the counter says, don't worry about that. Uh, that man who was in there, he he paid for and I'm not there for any I'm just saying it's still good to be good. And, and, and God is pleased with that. It pleases God. The Holy Spirit is pleased with that. To, to live your life, to, to do good to each other and to do good to others and to, to get about doing good. Here's a verse and we're done. Acts 10, and I read this a lot, verse 38. It's, it, it said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And I would contend that anybody that God is with will do that. Just, just let's, let's, just, let's, just, let's just reclaim some of the basic things that we just ought to do as God's people and let's leave global prophecy in the Lord's hands. I can't turn the tide back. I can see what's happening. Uh, I get it, the infrastructure of the Antichrist. I can't control any of that, but I can buy her a sandwich. I can be good to that one. Uh, I've been able to lead a few people to Christ this year. There's a few things I can do. Let's just get back to a life, live that way. And I'm just going to tell you, God will be pleased with you. God will, be, God will be pleased with you. God will be pleased with you when the conversation was getting a little bit tense and, and you were a peacemaker and you spoke up and said, well, and you just, you just brought peace between people. God would be pleased with that. And that's what we need to focus on, living a life that when, it, when it's done, it'll be a life uh, that God is pleased with. No, no, nothing you do will be overlooked. No, nothing, nothing you do, God will forget. This is what life is about. Let's have a word of prayer together. And uh, and then uh, whatever pastor wants to do, we we're, we're, we're done.